just take a little bit of time, just really think about those, those foundational pieces. Um, and then from there, that makes your marketing more effective and more efficient. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. I am your host, Chris Ward, and today we have a super interesting story. I'm going to dive right in and tell you about Nicole Bernard's story. I'm not even going to let her talk yet because you really want to pay attention to this. This is quite interesting. She and her husband started a business in 2007. They started this organic farm and microbrewery, and it was, you know, it was doing really well because of all the hard work that Nicole was putting into marketing it. It was doing so well that they got too much traffic and they got complaints from the neighbors and there was this sort of big pushback. Because of all the SEO and the marketing and everything she did, she literally had too much traffic. And they dealt with the town and they did all that they could do to advocate to keep it open and they just couldn't. They had to close the doors. Can you imagine too much business? So. What she did is she took her smarts and she took them online. So, I mean, here's a lady that literally had too much business and now she's helping other professionals with their marketing. I'm not kidding you. So, Nicole, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat today. Well, it's such an interesting story because you know what? There are so many like you know farms and microbreweries and all that kind of stuff, like you know bricks and mortar type places. And I, I just don't hear every day where they had too much traffic. That's just not a problem that comes up every day. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, even online, you could be like, okay, I wasn't ready for that. Or we didn't have the admin stuff in, in place. But, you know, when they're coming in physically, physically getting into their cars, driving there to see you and you've got too much traffic. I mean, that's a phenomenal story. And it sounds like, you know, I know you're going to be all polite, but to your own <laughs> horn, it, it really was the marketing that you did. Uh, yeah, it really was. I mean, our beer was good, but it wasn't great, <laughs> you know, so it was, you know, really building the audience and getting people there. And I don't know, you know, you can go to a lot of breweries, but a lot of them aren't on a farm. So it was the environment and just like word of mouth, like just really creating that environment that they really wanted to come to. And then they just told their friends, you know, and then we did just some other like really fun strategies um, to really get people to the farm because we were in a really small town. Um, so yeah, I did all of that, which was super fun. And I learned a lot along the way. Yeah, but see, you know, you talk about that and you say, oh, well, you know, in fairness, we had this unique environment, but you could hear that from other people saying, ah, we just couldn't make it work. We were, at, we were remote. Right. We were out off the beaten path. We weren't within stumbling distance, stumbling distance to get home. You know, mm -hmm. so these are things that you're claiming worked for you, but I could easily hear a lot of people saying that those would be disadvantages. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, we really used a lot of different strategies. Like one of my favorite ones every year was like, I would hold a blogger open house. So I was just like craft beer where we live is huge. So I would reach out and say, come try all the beers you want. And then 
they would go home and blog about it and they put it on social media. And so, you know, we're giving away free stuff, but the SEO and the social credibility we got was huge. So just fun little tips like that. You know what? And stuff like that, when people say that you go, oh, that's (laughs) a great idea, but it's also a simple idea. You're like, oh, okay. But when you're there and you create that idea and you go, this is what we're going to do. And especially beer. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a pricey thing. It's not coffee, yeah, right? It right. has some expense there. So that was awesome. So, wow, you're just, that, that, that is interesting. You just story keeps getting better. So tell me a little bit, our, our audience always wants to hear about where you are now, where do you hope to be? And, and even though you had such success, what was that transition like for you to go from really offline to online? Yeah, it was hard. You know, we ran our business for seven years. And so when it came down to it, like it came down to a public hearing and we really didn't think that we would close down. And so after seven years, we're just like, what do we do now? I mean, this has been our life, you know? Um, So luckily from there, I was able to get a remote job with a digital marketing agency. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, where I am now. Like I stayed there for a few years, got all those strategies as well, as well as what I used. Um, And now I'm helping those to you know, help small business owners with both of those, like the experience and the knowledge that I've picked up over the years. Um, and we're in a much better place now. Like everything does happen for a reason. Uh, like I said, we were crushed when it happened. And um, like my husband immediately got on a plane, went to our hometown in Louisiana, started working while we figured out how we were going to transition. Um, right. But yeah, now we're here. So you took that knowledge you had and then you got a job. And from that, you evolved to having your own company. Yeah, exactly. And, but I have to say too, that bounce would be kind of hard. Like you we're all about it's entrepreneurs. You have to dust yourself off and get back up, but often it's it. And I don't know, I don't know which would be worse. I don't know. Often it's because the company failed and you're like, okay, okay. I learned my lessons. Okay. I can do this now. And, and you just get better resources. Right. Mm-hmm. But then to go, yeah. All right that really succeeded and that went great and everything was going wonderful and they closed me down. I don't know. You, you wouldn't have a lot of company, a lot of people to give you pep talks because you would be in a unique situation. Yeah, totally. And one thing I don't think I mentioned either, um, from being closed down, we were like, okay, well, we'll take our business idea. We'll make it bigger where we're going to go to like a full scale restaurant. Um, we got investors. We spent all this time and money getting all that. Um, and then we went and applied for a loan and we got denied. And so we were like, hmm, well, what do we do now? And then, so that's, yeah, kind of how we, like when my husband worked, like I did, I did the marketing and everything. So he did the farming. And so he transitioned to, I worked full time. He's with our kids. He homeschools. Um, But yeah, it took us a little while. It was a little rocky there for a little while, but now we've, uh, it's flattened out for sure. (laughs) I'm sure it is. And you know what? Nothing makes me angrier than those bank commercials that say they help small business, because I'm telling you, I think being unemployed is the same thing as, you know, having your, being self-employed or having your own business. So yeah, I'm sure it was not a smooth transition, but you did come Mm -hmm. out the other end. And I think that's the amazing part. Yeah. So having all that experience and, and gone through those hills and valleys, why don't you tell us some things that, listen, if you, what, what is it that we should know about marketing? What are some things that you see people doing wrong all the time that you just wish they knew better? Yeah. So the one thing I always tell people is, is you got to know your foundation. Like you really do. Um, I know a lot of us are so excited about our business, so we jump right into it. Um, but if we don't know, you know, who we're talking to, where they are, what resonates with them, um, you know, what your goals are from the beginning and like your messaging, your branding, all of that, 
Like it doesn't matter what tools you're going to use. You're never going to be able to connect and grow with them. Um, so I always tell people like, you know, just take a little bit of time. Just really think about those, those foundational pieces. Um, and then from there, that makes your marketing more effective and more efficient. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing that I tell people. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good point. You know what? Cause I know for me, when I wrote my book, win the hour, win the day, and that was based on, um, and I'll try to shorten that, that story, but it was based on, I had been pulled away from my business. I came back and you know, that why I was pulled away a story for another day, or if you don't already know it, you can look it up. But, uh, and what happened was, um, then I started working with, uh, my marketing clients under the capacity of helping them build their teams, because I think business should support your life, not consume it and all this stuff. So I started having a lot of success with them and, and I wanted to help more people. Cause I just thought, wow, like, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be making such huge sacrifice in your personal life and wearing yourself down. Cause you've got dreams. Right. So I, I did work with a lot of people and I was getting all these great results and I thought, let me help more people. So I wrote my book and I thought, okay, I'll take this online. And I went blazing in because I also have a background in marketing. I have a marketing agency, but of course mm -hmm. you can only see out. You can't see in. Totally. And when I went to take this online, I was going with the confidence of all my experiences offline. And it was completely different because where they sort of came in at the story online is very different. Like, you know, this, let's say there's five points that I would cover Offline, I started them at number one, but online they wanted to start at number three. Mm -hmm. And I really, it, it's still, I'm still kind of um, navigating my way more and more effectively through that messaging. So I think it is a really great point that you say that like, okay, you have to figure out where your audience is. And I foolishly thought because I'd had like five years experience with this, I thought, oh no, I know, I know where my audience is, but it was just very different offline and online. So you can really mm -hmm. be seduced into thinking you have a good grip on it and you don't. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, and I think too, like a lot of people that I talk to too, they either do like a lot of online or a lot of offline. And that's yeah. another thing too. I'm like, you can, they can support each other. So, you know, just use these different strategies and tools to you know, enhance the efforts that you're putting in online, you know, um, yeah. so there's, that's a lot of area as well. Yeah. And so when you were making this transition and then you, you know, even dealing with your own marketing company, because again, <laughs> I I've seen myself where my mentors said, Oh my gosh, that I'm paying money for turn around and tell me something that I told a client, you know, exactly. not too long ago who's paying me. And I'm like, oh, how did I not see that? Cause I tell them to do it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the exact same thing. This is hilarious. So sometimes it's even more difficult when you are a marketer, you think, oh, I've got this, is this education, but it's really hard to operate on yourself. Tell me some of the stuff that when you said, okay, now, you know, I'm a big girl. I got my own business. What are some of the bumps and hiccups you had in your marketing journey? Yeah. So same kind of thing. Like I didn't really, um, I kind of jumped in as well because like I said, I worked for an agency and I've kind of transitioned to my own, but I kept a lot of, you know, what I had learned over the years from them. Um, so until, you know, so I was just doing like all of my client work and then I wasn't actually doing the same exact thing for myself. So I'm getting the results for them. And I'm just like, why aren't I growing? Well, you know, what am I, whatever. And I didn't even take that time to you know, put my foundation in place. So, um, and do some of the things like, for instance, you know, I know video is huge. Um, I'm not a huge fan of video, but I tell my clients all the time, you need to do video. And so now I'm trying to work it into my strategy, like baby steps. But, um, yeah, like you said, it's hard to take our own advice, but then when you do, it's like, Oh, Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
and you see and you don't get to put a, a banner across your website that says yes i know but it's like the shoemaker's kids have no shoes i'm too busy exactly. doing everybody else's stuff i can't do my own right and you know and, and that's one of my principles too and in, in when the hour when the day is you know, you always think, well, once I get this done, once I get that done, you know, all this, other, or once we get whatever, because mm -hmm. you're last, you always push your, you're, you're not going to put your deadline ahead of a paying customer, right? Right. But then there just comes a point where you look foolish because you're telling them to do something you're not prepared to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I started getting some examples together of like clients and everything. And then I'm like looking at my own results because same thing, I'm doing it for everybody else. And I was like, I am not even proud to show my analytics, you know, and I was like, yeah. that's not right. Like I have to yeah. change that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I know I try really hard and to do this. And, and I was just speaking to one of my mentors last week and he said, he does the same as you really have to treat your own business as a client. Like you have yeah. to say this client here, like, cause you have a process for your clients and then you have to say, well, here is a pro we are going to use that same process and, and we are going to, and here's another thing I talk about too, is if you put that the first hour of the day, like I have to do this the first hour because then you don't have all these things that interrupt your day or say, Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. okay. I didn't get to it. I'll get to it tomorrow, tomorrow, whatever. So I know whenever I've made a shift, like when I launched this podcast, we were in a really busy season and I was willing to do it in the spring. I thought, yeah, okay, let's do the podcast. All right. The spring. And that was like six months away. And my team said, well, why don't we just, you know, do the strategies and do it in four weeks? Cause you have the speaking gig coming up. And I thought, oh my gosh. Okay. So I then just did it the first hour of every morning and mm -hmm. that at least it kept moving and I was able to meet that deadline. So that's a big deal too. So, yeah. So tell me some of the highs or what, you know, what has really worked for your marketing clients and for yourself as you dive deeper and deeper into the online world. Yeah. Um, so getting that foundation in place really helps, um, you know, and then, so I'm a big believer in organic, um, marketing, like I know like pay like ads and everything that works as well too, but that's yeah. not what I concentrate on. Um, so, you know, and like I said, for the analytics, like each month, you know, I kind of go into their analytics that are, you know, on the back end and really focus on like a lot of their keywords. Um, and then I, you know, construct their content strategy and, you know, then put it on the different platforms. Um, and I think, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I blog and I, you know, do social media, but really taking the time to look at those analytics and make sure they match up with that foundation okay. really has made a huge difference. Um, and, you know, spending time where they actually are, you know, where they're not on all, all the social media platforms just because they think they're supposed to be. They're on the ones that get them results and that they're actually engaging with their community. Um, so just, yeah, thing, things like that. Um, cause like everybody, you know, there's all these different aspects of digital marketing, but they still have to be tailored to, you know, the different clients and their different industries. Um, and so just really taking that effect, like that approach and not just a blanket, you know, all right, this is what we're going to do. Um, that's just, that's really where my clients see results. So we talk about organic and then I guess what you're saying is, you know, make sure when you get all, just because it's done doesn't mean it's good. So if you say, yeah. okay, I'm going to write a blog every Thursday on LinkedIn mm -hmm. and you go, great. I promised I would be consistent. Consistency is really important with content marketing. Okay. Mm -hmm. I am consistent. Look at me. I've accomplished something, but then go back. And, and this sounds like common sense, but it's really easy to overlook it because you get busy. Go right. back and look at, are those blogs working? Right. Yeah. And if they're not, you know, like 
that's going to tell me your messaging is, you know, slightly off or you're going to like your analytics that they're not looking for the keywords that you think that they might be looking for, you know, it might be something right. completely different. Um, okay. So perfect. Okay. So if it's off, we go back and we revisit it and we say, all right, so we're either not working on the messaging has to sort of be more specific, niche it down, mm -hmm. or we, you know, the keywords or what the whole bunch of things. Yeah. So if it's not working and we're, and we do those two things, what is it we're looking for? Like if I'm using the wrong words, how do I know what the right words are? Yeah. So you can do, you know, some keyword research. There's a few okay. different tools out there that will kind of help you. Um, okay. And then what I do is I go into the analytics, but you have to have your like Google search console set up with yeah. it which you should anyway, because that's, yeah. you know, part of the algorithm stuff. Um, and it'll show you the top keywords that they're looking for. Like for instance, one of my clients is a dog trainer in Southern California. And we went and looked at hers and she was like, oh my God, I would have never thought that. Um, you know, it was like dog frustration or dog aggression. And right. her, but prior to that, her blogs were not focused on that. And they were big different variations of that. And now like her organic search has just skyrocketed. So just knowing like those aspects or is invaluable. I think what happens too, is you can kind of get seduced by one camp over the other, whatever the flavor of the week is. So I know I, the two mm -hmm. things I hear a lot about are Facebook ads and Google ads. So even though, you know, we're in Google keywords, we're looking there, but those keywords are still going to aid us in LinkedIn and areas like that. Is that correct? Um, uh, I was actually talking about just like your content, like getting search, like search. Um, but okay. yeah, like LinkedIn and you know, all the, the different platforms that use hashtags, you know, yeah. really doing some research on those to get found and okay. grow your audience. That's, that's an amazing way to grow as well. Okay, perfect. So, so the organic keywords for Google, let's be clear since I clearly misunderstood what you're aiming at. Oh, you sorry. are talking about, <laughs> spell it out for me. Yeah, so I'm talking about your different blogs or not even content strategy. I mean, it doesn't have to be blogs per se, um, but content that you're putting on your website okay. um, and even using those keywords like on the back end of your website and your meta right. descriptions and things like that. But don't just stuff them in there. You know, okay. Google's really intuitive. And so they want to be able to read it just like you would be writing it and telling a friend. Um, so just, yeah, optimizing that way. Gotcha. All right. And what are some other rookie mistakes you see happening all the time that you said, if they only knew, if they only knew. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like you said, you know, I mean, I feel like everybody kind of either like hops on the latest thing or they see yeah. somebody doing something that's really successful for them. And so they're just like, okay, I'm going to do that too. But again, that, if that doesn't really line up with your foundational work, then it's not going to get you any results. Um, the other thing is I think, you know, same kind of thing. They'll try these different things. And once they don't see results, they hop to the next thing. But it really takes a little while to start seeing the results. Um, and just being consistent, doing it, and just knowing that, you know, that is going to pay off, um, I think is huge. Um, that a lot of people just yeah. don't feel like. As, as, uh, as we were talking about in another episode, it's really a, another episode we were recording and she was talking about it being a slow burn. And I think when you have so many options with social media, it's so easy to be somewhere and go, oh my gosh, I didn't get any engagement here. And this other person is getting all kinds of engagement. So that you think this platform isn't for me, I'll move on, right? Mm -hmm. It's the whole, you got to pace yourself. Yeah, definitely. And also too, so I had um, two Instagram experts 
um, on my podcast a little while ago and they were just like really went in deep dive. Like, and this is just Instagram specific kind of, um, yeah. they're just talking about, you know, engagement rates are dropping, but people are using it different. So right. say, you know, you're planning a trip, you want to see what this cafe has, you go to Google and you look at Google, then you go to their Instagram and they're still looking, they're not engaging, they're not liking or anything, but yeah. they're using it as a research tool. So just keeping in mind that, you know, how people are using social media is shifting as well. So just because you're not getting a ton of engagement doesn't mean it, it isn't a useful tool for you. No, that's a really good point. I was in a, uh, at an event and I got the privilege of listening to someone and she was doing a deep dive on Instagram and her whole focus was she was showing us that people with very low engagement and low following was making large money because we do always get distracted and think, okay, I need 10,000 followers or a hundred thousand followers because the cool kid is doing this and they have all this attention. And she mm -hmm. was showing, well, look, this, these person, they were low numbers and they had contracts or sponsorships or all kinds of, like she could show the math that they were right. really reaping the rewards on the quality of those relationships. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of like, I don't know, like flyers, you think, well, if I hand out 10,000 flyers, maybe two people will show up, right? <laughs> so you just start going for volume. And, and, you, and I think for most of us, we know this, but you, mm -hmm. it's just such a busy world and you're out there and you've got so much going that you, you get distracted and off the off track mm -hmm. ever so easily. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, there's so much stuff to do in our business, you know, it is yeah. just this whole other element um, that can easily just become a slippery slope. <laughs> yeah. Real fast, real fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. So tell people where can they find you when they want to hear more of your brilliance? Yeah. Um, my website is just nb.marketing. Um, and okay. then uh, Instagram, it's nb.mktg. So, you know, just okay, short we'll marketing show notes. Yeah. yeah and Facebook no as well. Oh, oh, and the, my podcast is bubbles and biz. Um, right. Where we just chat about entrepreneurship over some champagne. <laughs> yes. She sends you alcohol. Mm -hmm. and she talks to you while you're drinking. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> now I'll let you know how that all is going to turn out because I, I, I have a friend that said there shouldn't be rum in my ice cream because I am a very inexpensive uh, date, I guess I would say, versus the uh, not politically correct cheap drunk. But uh, yes, the bubbles and biz, and it's a dynamic It's a dynamic podcast, and it just cracks me up to no end that the foundation of that is alcohol. So awesome! <laughs> All right, well, thank you again, Nicole. We were lucky to have you, and thanks for that. I just I constantly think of your little journey, and uh, I think you should write a book. I, I really do Aww. think. Yeah, you could have you could have a little all kinds of. Um, there's so many stories and sub stories in that journey, really. And yeah. I, I think it's really interesting because I, I just haven't met anyone else that had closed their business because it was too busy. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, I was talking to someone the other day. They were trying to get on a reality show. And I remembered, like, when we had the farm, like, a production company out of L.A. was like, would you be interested in having, like, a reality TV on your farm? And we're like, we're not very interesting, I promise. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, yeah, like, little stories like that that I kind of forget about, which would be kind of fun to put in a book. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thank you again. And everyone, till next time, don't forget to win the hour so you can win the day. Hey listeners, how would you like to have all the help you need to effortlessly run your business? Create a real business that supports your life instead of consuming it, even if you're bootstrapping it right now. I am super excited to share with you guys that right now we are gearing up to launch an amazing product, the Outsourcing Playbook for Busy Entrepreneurs, More Results, Less You. 
go to comingsoonfromchris.com to learn more. That's comingsoonfromchris, K-R-I-S, dot com to learn more.